Is this art good? Welcome back. Hello. I said welcome back, but I mean, yeah, hopefully this isn't your first time. Otherwise, that doesn't matter. Doesn't work. Yeah. That would be a bad intro if it was. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> welcome. It's, is this art good? Welcome for your first time. I'm going to assume that this is your first episode. <laughs> what a weird just number to start on. I guess it's it's cool if you like just scroll through and you're like, I don't know any of this shit. Oh, Pup? Yes, I'm familiar with this one indie band from Canada and nothing else that these two have talked about at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It's fine. I just wouldn't expect that. I'd be like, what... What other th- interests do you have? Just pup, only pup, just pup. Yeah, yeah. Only thing they care about. How are How are you doing, Alphonse? I'm I'm doing all right. I think if this uh, podcast doesn't kill you, then I will. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's thank you for that. That's yeah. great. I don't think this podcast will kill me. Yeah, I, think I don't it, think. I think it's a pretty healthy podcast. It's it's like gluten free, gluten free, dairy free podcast. That's untrue. There is a dairy theme running. It's definitely through. not dairy free. It is. It, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> this this podcast uh, is not vegan. I'm sorry. Can we do? Are we allowed to do? Oh, we. I think we ruled out adding uh, non dairy milk substitutes to our scale, didn't we? Like yeah, almond I milk. Think, I think so. I I think I tried to give something that. And you said no. Right. I noped it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's well, good. I mean, I, we got to stick to our guns. There has to be a there has to be a lower. Yeah. Uh, we have to stick li- to a, our, a our fucking super soakers that are full of milk. Oh, dude. Like Anchorman. Does that happen? But just no, he just drinks the milk on a hot summer day. Oh, God. That seems the worst. I imagine you're not using a super, super soaker a inside or B on a not summer day. So <laughs> outside on a hot summer day. With a super soaker full of milk. What if you super soakered someone with milk on like, like in the middle of winter, like fucking January? Hopefully, well, hopefully you've immediately brought it outside and it hasn't been sitting there. Like, I don't want to get shot with like frosty, like frosty half. You know how milk like separates and gets chunky if you oh, freeze yeah, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't gross. want that. I don't want like little pieces of ice hitting me in the chest. Yeah. That was what that sound was. <laughs> The, the sound of ice hitting me in the chest. I mean, I'd be pretty impressed if the super soaker could like do that, could launch them with any force. I feel like it would just come out like a weird ice noodle. Ew. Yeah, yeah right? weird milk ice noodle. Well, it depends, right? Because they've got some of them have different size barrels on them. True, true. And it, it, is, the... it is a super soaker. We're not talking about like a squirt pistol. You know? Yeah, this isn't just a soaker. No, it's incredibly <laughs> soak. It's it's very it's, it's power. Its ability to soak is is above average at least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Introducing the new all right soaker. <laughs> it's decent. It it soaks. You know, like it'll get you wet. How soaked does it get you? Like yeah, pretty soaked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fuck. It'll make you damp. Well, so will the super soaker, but. That's after a while. Like, if you get soaked, you have to become damp before you're... It's... I mean, I feel like a su- when you get hit with a super soaker, you generally become wet, like past damp, you know? Yeah, you're wet, like, right away. Yeah, yeah. Or at least one area. Like, if you just get shot right in the chest, you're 
your chest is wet. The rest of yeah. you could be dry. Maybe radiating out like the edges would be damp. True, true. There is some level of damp present. <laughs> Isn't wet just a level of damp? I would say that damp is a level of wet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Fair. That's yeah. yeah. Like tepid okay. is like a level of like hot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like milk, uh, lukewarm is a level of. Were you going to say milk warm? I was going to say milk warm. Yeah. Who's Luke, anyways? <laughs> uh, you know, Lucas Warm, the one who invented temperature. <laughs> Yeah, him. And he was like, "Well, what what is a baseline? Like, what is a baseline middle of the road? Lukewarm. We have warm, we have hot, we have cold, we have freezing. What's in the middle? Lukewarm. Is lukewarm different from the room temperature? Uh, I think lukewarm has to be higher than room temperature because if you put your hand in a glass of like room temperature water, it's going to feel cool. Right. 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 It wouldn't be lukewarm. So yeah. And I mean, it's got warm anyway. right in the name. <laughs> Right, yeah, it has to be. So maybe it's not a baseline then. Yeah, yeah. it's a baseline for warmth, I guess, not <laughs> yeah. for not for temperature in general. Like the first level of warmth is lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, that's level <laughs> right. one. And this this has been a discussion that it will be extremely relevant to the rest of the podcast. Yeah, what are we reviewing today? Uh, we are reviewing "The Dream Is Over" by Pup. Yes, Pup. Uh, I mentioned earlier they're they're a Canadian band, just some some guys from Toronto making some punk music. Yeah. So they've even uh, they've been mentioned on the podcast before uh, in our Dream yes. Daddy episode because they have a cameo in that game. Yeah, it was weird. So um, I was the only one of the three of us. You mean Andrew, who was guesting on that episode, who went on the date with Matt, I think. Mm-hmm. And you go, you get to go to the pup show. And there's a mini game where you're trying to get through the the crowd of moshers, right? And yeah. Pup uh, DVP from this is the song that plays there. But I also learned that apparently Pup themselves make a cameo in the game, and I didn't get that. Oh, I didn't actually get the band. Yeah, see, I had seen that uh, when I had played it before, like not for the podcast. When I was playing just like uh, the first little bit with Alyssa, um, right? You can like run into them uh, after the show. When you're on the date with Matt. Oh. Yeah. Well, that would have been cool. Yeah. They they have like really nice art for them as well. You should look it up. I Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll use it for the podcast. Yeah. 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 Use that for the episode photo. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, weird crossover. Yeah. So I basically, you know, we had brought this. I had brought up this band to you a few times. And uh, it's a band that actually our friend Andrew, who I just mentioned, had gotten me into. Mm-hmm. And uh, like all my friends in Halifax know and like them, and uh, they're kind of getting fairly big as far as like indie punk goes. Yeah, <laughs> Canadian yeah. indie punk goes. So huge. Yeah, just a huge fucking sellout, man. Like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Pup is the new queen, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Here. So yeah. So it's an album that I like. That will start start there. Okay. You know. I figured. <laughs> yeah. So let's just what do you what do you think? Why don't we just start with if this tour doesn't kill you, I will. I like this song. I, I read uh my last listen through of the album, I was checking out the lyrics and like kind of reading up on the album. And apparently this was written after they had done like a hundred and forty shows in like a single tour. Yeah. I think it said two hundred and fifty shows a year is what I read. Yeah. So it's it's a lot. Yeah. 
and it was written basically as like a way of getting out frustration of having to live with the fucking people that whole time. Right, live with the band. I originally thought that it was actually about a band that you were on tour with, not your own band members, but like another band that was on a tour. Because, you know, why would you be mad at your own bandmates? But no, that's not (laughs) that's not the case at all. Yeah. Uh, The music video for it is like them at gas stations, just like threatening to like kill each other (laughs) and like just getting mad. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious what like your first because it has this soft just guitar and vocal intro. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then it kind of comes in with the the uh, the I guess lead guitar starts doing like some weird kind of bends, and then the band comes in. What was your first like your presumption from the intro of this song? If this is like the opening track to an album, bang! Like first immediate impression. So I thought that the the intro felt very much like. Uh, kind of like the fast baseball thing that we like make fun of where it's like I'm doing this and it's a sad thing like yeah yeah that yeah. kind of intro um do you mean modern baseball and not fast baseball I guess so okay I I think I've thought that they're called fast baseball for like ever I think you're putting together fastball and modern <laughs> baseball yeah yeah the way yeah 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 anyway sorry yeah so fast baseball <laughs> Uh, and, and I was kind of going into this album. I feel like I've heard a lot of bands in this genre and like what I'm always hit with is like every song is like this like horrible, like nihilistic thing. And it like I just it's a lot of themes that I don't really want to like dwell on for a whole album. Right. So I was kind of worried that this album was going to be that. But uh, as far as instrumentation goes, I really liked how it starts off with that soft opening and the way that it like goes into it with um, if this tour doesn't kill you, then I will. And they like s- scream will. Yeah, buddy, I'm on it. Yeah. Or yeah. Sorry. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it it just like goes into this very like thrashy, intense uh, punk music. And I thought that was neat. Yeah, it's. I think frenetic is a very good word for a lot of this album. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that, uh, specifically the drums. Like, it, they're very much a punk band, but the drums are never doing, like, the one, you know, like, thrashy, like, gacko, 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 gacko. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of changes. Uh, I know that, like, the band takes a lot of influences from from punk, but also from, like, metal and jazz and, like, prog stuff. Yeah. So... It's a good it's a good blend of stuff that I like as well. And I think that that's something that like really makes me like this album more is that like I I think I mentioned on our idols review. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't get into a lot of punk music, especially older punk music, because it's it feels like it's just supposed to be like shitty and loud. And that's like the whole point. Yeah, I hear you totally. Yeah. And this is I think we talked a little bit about. I might have referenced Pup in that episode saying that, you know, there's like a new kind of wave of punk bands who know how to play their instruments. Yeah. And I, I really I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've talked about like I like a lot of uh, weird like prog math rocky stuff lately in terms of like more yeah. rock focused stuff. And it's just like I need I need a band to be like fucking around and like doing weird shit for me to be like interested in it. For sure. And, and I think that uh, they definitely do on this album. Yeah, that's part of the reason that I was interested in this, because their guitarist, like, 
they have very there's a lot of separation like really obvious uh kind of spatial separation between the two guitars and the one is doing the one their singer his guitar is just a lot of like chords yeah you know for the most part but the lead guitar is a lot of like really weird bends and really strange like lead stuff and sometimes it kind of matches up with the vocal melodies in really interesting ways and like there's a lot of counter melody which i like a lot i can't remember what song it was on and i think that's gonna be a running theme on this okay but there's uh there's like some weird chord or uh like harmony between the guitars in one of the songs that like really struck me but i feel like i'm not going to be able to like remember where it was or like what it was i think it's on the coast there's like this cool bridge with just like they're both doing like whiny kind of single note. Just like like repetitive note. Yeah, yeah, it's that. It's that for sure. Yeah, I think it's the bridge for the coast and then it goes into like a solo. But what I really like, because I too am sick of guitar solos. Yeah. Uh, but what I enjoy is that nothing ever feels like a solo. It just feels like an instrumental break. Yeah, this. well, and they're brief too. Like they are brief, and it and it feels like the whole band is doing stuff rather than just the guitar, and like everyone's kind of just like holding them up. Yeah, it's not it's not just the one drum beat. Yeah, yeah. Deca 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 deca. It's like there's there's always a lot of changes, which uh, serves to keep your attention pretty well. Yeah. Uh, anything else about that opening track? How do you feel about it? Just as like an intro track to the album. I think it's a a really good intro. I also like that a lot of songs on this album are quite short and like the album itself is very short. Yeah, it's very succinct. Yeah, but it it really does like get a lot across both in terms of like lyrical themes and, you know, just musically uh, in that short time. And I I really like that. I like when something doesn't have a lot of fat on it. Yeah, it feels like. They had like they had something that they wanted to say and they said it. Yeah. And then it goes away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bre- brevity is the soul of good album. Brevity is the soul of good album. Yeah. Sure. This album has a lot of brevity, not so much levity. Actually, I was curious because you mentioned uh, this sort of nihilism and angst that exists in a lot of, uh, I guess, what we might call like indie rock or, or post rock type stuff yeah um specifically like kind of that indie punk rock vibe oh yeah yeah and i definitely feel like there is a lot of that here but it's almost i think what they do really well is they deal with you know their emotions in a very matter of fact way yeah and we talked about idols being very on the nose i don't think pup is on the nose but they are they're honest about it and they're just like here's the thing that happened. Not like this sucked so bad and blah. blah. It's just like, this is a, this is some experience. Like my pet died and it really bummed me out. Yeah. Like there's a line that's like, um, I write more apologies than metaphors. And I think that's the thing is that it's not, it's not metaphor heavy at all. It is just like, Hey, this is how I feel about it. And like, I can kind of respect that more than like trying to wrap it around in some way. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. One thing I thought was interesting, uh, let's go to DVP, Kay. and I'll say something that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so this is the song that we said it was on Dream Daddy. It was like the, I think, one of the lead singles from this album. I didn't really know what this was about. Yeah, okay. You know, it sounds like they're upset about 
like life or a relationship and they're kind of complaining about it and getting drunk and wanting to drive fast on the highway. Yeah. Your your general I'm drunk and I'm a shitty guy and I'm sad about being yeah. a shitty guy type song. Yeah. And then I thought I found, you know, they they did like this track by track of this album where they went through everything, you know, every song and kind of talked about it. And I wanted to know what you thought about just bands doing that uh like a track by track and like an explanation of of stuff yeah because uh i found that for some songs on this it really helped me understand and appreciate the song better but other songs it actually lessened what i got from them and so i just wanted to know like generally how you feel about artists doing that with with albums i think i i like i like artists doing that there are some albums where i choose not to look things up and that's that's my thing with it yeah. is like I would I would always support an artist talking about what their music is about, but I might not always like look into it myself because I might not want to know because it kind of depends on how I'm how I've enjoyed the album. Like, sure. Do I want to do I want to not know so that I can keep this as like, you know, may, maybe it was uh, I listened to it and it gave me inspiration for some story thing or or a piece of artwork. Yeah, you don't want to know what the intention was there. And like, maybe I want to keep that interpretation. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. For this, I kind of stumbled across it across the track by track in getting ready for this episode. And that's why like it probably changed inadvertently changed the the conversation a little bit that right. we're having because I would have said stuff different differently but now I've learned something. Yeah, you've you you've know? been burned burdened with knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Um one thing I really like in DVP is this the weird like ooh yeah kind yeah. of this show tuney. It's it's like show tuney to me in a way. I like how it does that and then it's like da 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 ba 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 like it yeah, I like that interplay between those two. The kind of uh, fast, aggressive uh, vocals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about his voice? Uh, I like it. I think he has like kind of a whiny tone at times, but like it sort of works because this feels very much like this is like the next step for like a pop punk or like it, it's interesting. And I think I might I might give you an album that I think will be interesting to discuss in regards to this, I feel like pop punk has like two places it can go in terms of like moving forward. Okay. Um, and it's like, do you go more poppy and become like almost half punk and half like electric type pop? Yep. Which happens a lot. Yeah. And then for the other way, it's like what pup pup is. I almost said pug <laughs> what pup is. And it's like going a bit more technical, adding some more depth and also like i feel like it goes it goes harder than like something like blink 182 or yeah band yeah number totally. number <laughs> or green day yeah yeah or i i think a third direction is they get more just like rock which is not always yeah, but that's uh, kind of boring exactly i feel like that that's almost a step back right <laughs> right fair enough yeah yeah i think pup there's a lot of focus on melody here and it, it it seems like a lot of these songs are kind of written on like an acoustic guitar first, and then the band the band comes in and puts all of their weird parts over it. Yeah, I know that, I that, can see that. is 
that's how they did their first album mostly they were like a a softer like folk rock band at the very very beginning oh, okay. uh, before they changed their name to pup and then they had a few songs on their first record that were like yeah like acoustic kind of folky songs that they then translated to like full band rock songs and then this is i feel like this album has a very specific sound about it that is like they've they found exactly what they want to do and that's why i chose to give you this one as opposed to the first one because this is like a we know where we're going sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. More sure of themselves. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, anything else about DVP specifically? Nothing. Nothing's really coming to mind. Okay. I really like the reference to um, Hawaiian Red Fruit Punch. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a very uh, specific thing that I was just like, yeah. It's very, it's very much uh, like it reminds me of you and Andrew uh writing writing yeah. songs within the inside joke rock genre yeah there's a lot of that on here there's yeah. a lot of like self-reference and reference to like personal things or things that sound like a personal story at least they might not actually be a real yeah yeah thing. yeah uh okay what about track three doubts i don't remember much about it now that i got nothing you're having your doubts yeah i like that melody that chorus melody yeah it's a yeah. funny thing where like I feel like a lot of the songs on this album like they didn't they don't like stick in my brain super hard like and, and you know that might be I'm I'm on a new medication that I'm adjusting to ah. so like that could totally yeah. be factoring into that and of course like once you once you say that I remember more about the song um, right there's sort of like a part where it goes into like almost like a bar chant like it would feel like a you know, everyone would sing along to that in the uh, at a show. Yeah, there's there's like a halftime outro swingy part. Um, I like that a lot. There's I think, yeah, there's a lot of like the gang vocals on this. There's a lot of harmonies that really serve to thicken that. This song has a really good example of that with uh, the verse. There's like different like woes in the verse. Yeah, yeah. That kind of I think it starts off with just like, it's full band, but it sounds very sparse. And then these back backing vocals come in, and that's a really good use of everybody in the band mm-hmm. singing, right? Even if you're not a singer, you can do good good gang vocals. Is this one of your favorites on the album? Uh, no, it's actually not. Okay, why do you ask? Just gang vocals. You you love a good gang vocal. I love a good gang. But vocal. there's a actually, lot of gang I, uh, vocals on this album, so like, it's not like it would have to yeah. be this one. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll actually, I'd like to do uh, kind of a top three and bottom three at the end. Um, oh. Just because I wrote it down and I'm and I'm curious about what your kind of top songs are. But I actually, the, the, the main problem I have with Doubts, I really like the song, but the main problem I have with it is that it's right before Sleep in the Heat, which I really, really like. Yeah, is I one really of my like favorite, Sleep in the Heat. Favorite pup songs. Yeah. Period. And so... I often I'm like, yeah, doubts is good, but I want to hear this other song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like yeah. yeah, this song's this song's totally fine. Like it is it is right there. It is fit it it should be on the album because it's good enough that it's not just like, you know, worthless. And it's it's a good song. Yeah. But I want to listen to the next song. That's exactly how I feel about it. Uh, one thing I do want to know, actually, I really like in the just in the song in general, there's a lot of like clean like the the rhythm guitar is doing a lot of like clean stuff and then the lead is doing weird like more weird fuzzier kind of distorted stuff which i think is a a bit of a contrast as opposed to doing just like 
two distorted guitars, you know? Yeah. And it, it gives it like a really interesting tone where like, you know, I, I can't remember much about the song, but I feel like when I think about it, it's like it feels simultaneously like high energy, but also like mellowed out. And I think that's like a big part of it is the guitars. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, uh, again, it's just sort of it's just sort of different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it's all about. It's about being different. Yeah. Okay. well, let's talk about Sleep in the Heat then. Yeah, I had a I had a funny experience with this. Okay. where I I like the song. I had been like, okay, this is a this is a song. And I and I liked it. And I had assumed that it was like about a friend or like a a brother or something that had like moved in and then like maybe gotten like really depressed and ended up like or or sick or something and had like died Mm -hmm. completely. And it's funny because like I heard that and I was like, whoa, that sucks. And then I found out that it was about his pet uh, chameleon, right? Yep. And uh, then it became like relatable to me. And I actually cried a little bit because. Wow. Alyssa had a uh, bearded dragon named Hestia that lived with us for like quite a few years and passed away. And like, I think just the idea of like this being like a love letter to a, a pet. I remember how like, you know, just like destroyed Alyssa was when Hestia passed. Right. And like that made it way more relatable than like the death of a human being, which is like maybe a bit rough, but maybe like, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. But I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's very sweet, like how much people can like connect with a pet in that way. And like, I yeah. feel like this song really captures it well. I really think it does. I knew that it was about a pet. Uh, because it says went to the vet and cashed all of my savings and loans. But um, the music video again for this has a dog dying in it. And so I thought that it was a dog, but I ah. also read, uh, you know, read the genius page or whatever. Uh, good for old it. genius um, doing our work for us. It mentions, it mentions that it's a chameleon. So yeah, uh, I also have had a lizard pass away. It's a damn shame. Mm-hmm. It's a, a leopard gecko named Spyro. Yeah. When I was younger. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites on the album. There's something about, like I said before, like personal feelings or personal stories that are shared in like a very candid, almost conversational tone. Yeah. Like they're not trying to be flowery with their lyrics at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not dressing them up at all. They're not being verbose about it. And I think that fits. I think that like not being verbose about it is very good for punk music. Yeah, totally. Um, but like, yeah, and so for example, uh, I've said so many goodbyes in the twenty-five years that I've been alive, and I don't know why this one was so hard. That's just it doesn't it, it rhymes sort of, I guess. They rhyme goodbyes with alive, mm-hmm. um, but it's just it just says the feeling, candid, yeah, candidly, says exactly what it means. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite things in this song is that lead that. That goes on over and over, and it comes up in different sections of the song, which I think is really interesting. Right, it's right. not just like the verse lead. It comes up in, it comes up in the verse, and then it comes up in like the the bridge, I think, and kind of ties everything together, which is an interesting kind of use of a motif there, I guess. Yeah, in, yeah. in this kind of a song. Yeah, yeah. It's such a weird thing. I feel like 
when I'm listening to this album, I'm like, ah, yes, the instrumentation, it is doing cool things and I like it. Right. But like none of it sticks with me at all. Yeah. I can't even think of the guitar thing you're talking about and I can't like come up with what the song sounded like right now at talking about it but like i know i liked it i know it was probably probably one of my favorites on the album i think that's an interesting thing because the vocals definitely take a front seat yeah on the whole thing like the vocals are definitely the focus and it's not until you start explicitly paying attention to what's going on in like the left ear and right ear that you figure out or start to really pay attention to things so like and again i listen to this differently and looking for different things when I'm listening to it for the podcast versus if I'm just throwing it on, you know, the stereo. And that was one that stood out to me, like the way that it's timed, the way that it like sits across, like the timing of the riff is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm always finding new stuff, weird, new little like atmospheric things that are just like, oh, like there's some feedback there. That's like, you don't care about that, but it adds even if you don't know it's there, it just subconsciously kind of fills in and creates a tone. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, yeah. it, it's funny because I think that that's like an issue that a lot of um, a lot of electronic music comes into for me. Okay. Especially like more more like amateurish stuff is like they don't have that natural, you know, feedback or like the little sound of like a guitar uh, scratching. Right. You know, the the strings. And yeah, I it's something I notice and appreciate on like more well produced digital music is like they'll they'll add in those things and it'll like fit together well. So it's yeah, I think it's definitely something that people don't realize how much it affects like the overall tone of the thing. Yeah, it feels a lot more like being in a room with it. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, you know, um specifically something that i am a huge fan of and we we've, we've talked about uh me me really liking acoustic drums yeah but this is a little bit more specific than that i really like the drums sounding like a drum kit in a room like and that's you want that like reverb of the room right yeah but different from like roomy like you know if you put a mic like way overhead above the drum kit in a big wooden room you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of like boominess and airiness around it yeah that's not necessarily what i mean i mean like just it all sounding like one thing there's a lot of like togetherness about you know with all the pieces of the drum kit and they all sound right right well married i guess um they sound like they fit together and they were like recorded together yeah yeah and uh tim alexander Primus's drummer like his his drum sound is one of the best one of my favorite drum sounds Hmm. um just because of the way that it's recorded right it's like there's a little bit of room mixed in there anyway uh this drum sound doesn't really have that on most of this album it sounds very live but it's very like compressed and huge sounding yeah we talk about your love for large toms I, i yeah i love i love just a big drum in general like yeah in, in my ideal world, a fucking drummer's drum set would just be like a bunch of fucking tempanies. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom. yeah. <laughs> I just... That's what you want, like a fucking tom roll on timpanies. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. Like that? Just, just huge. 
<laughs> yeah. Gigantic. Um, okay. Another, well, actually a song that has a lot of what we just mentioned is the coast. The next song. Yeah. Uh, it comes in with this, like it's, it's kind of a needed drop in tempo from the first half of the album. You know, everything is very much up here. Yeah. Like a, a calm moment. Yeah. And it has this, it's, it's still heavy, and hard hitting, but it's a little bit more like chilled out. But yeah. it's got this all of these like weird feedback and like sparse notes in the verse that it's just like, Pring! yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah. I think that like that kind of creaking tone is supposed to be similar to like ice creaking and like cracking. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's cool. Yeah, because um, obviously that has to do with the lyrics of the song. Right. It's it's interesting. I list so I listened to this without like really looking up anything about it at first. Mm-hmm. And like I wondered if this was like uh you know, being taken by the lake and everything was like a metaphor for feeling uh like stuck in like a small town that's like around a lake. Okay. Which I okay. can relate to because Tweed has a lake, the town we're from, and I've been stuck yep. there before. <laughs> but then I found out that this is actually based on a uh, on a children's book that is like or not a not necessarily just a children's book, but it's an Inuit story uh, called A Promise is a Promise. Yeah. Again, genius doing our work for us. Yeah. Thanks, genius. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to be a genius. Man, fucking indigenous folklore is so terrifying. <laughs> oh, dude, there's so much like fucked shit in there and it's so fucking yeah. cool. And see, I always thought that uh, this was so. This is a perfect example of that. Uh, I I always thought that this song was about like a town that you know maybe the band like went to on tour or stopped in and heard like you know in like March when the lake is you know it's frozen but it's not actually thick enough to be out there ice fishing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And there are just a high number of deaths, and so it was just like a local story that the band heard and was like, oh yeah, like this is a weird dark thing that's happening, but finding out that it's this like weird folk tale about yeah a, a, a lake as a as a living being or living well, creatures in the lake yeah, lake yeah. monsters yeah yeah and uh, i think that they're technically more like sea monsters because right it would be the sea up there in like the, the north the coast Yukon, yeah. the northwest territories yeah so the the creature is called a kalupalik i'm probably like butchering that pronunciation and there's actually some art that's like from a it looks like it's all from like the same artist and yes their renditions of them are fucking terrifying. Um, I see that here. Yeah, we can we can post uh one or two of those as a uh as some supplemental material. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Write these down. Yeah, I'll I'll oh, figure I've out who the too. artist is as well so we can credit them on that. Man, I remember that you had when we were kids you had a book of folktale horror stories. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, from like, it was like folk tales of the Northwest or like mythical creatures of the Northwest or, or North America. And the ones that scared me the most were like the Wendigo. Yeah, For yeah. example, right? And this, like for all we know, this might have been in there. Yeah. Because uh, that would definitely seem like something that would fit. Yeah. I love in this song, I love like the personification of the lake as this living being that sort of allows us to live and determines when we die. Yeah, yeah. Like it it's given like a deific status. 
which I think is really cool. Yeah, and probably accurate to like the belief system of people who would live on the lake and required it. Yeah, I would I would imagine that it would be it would be important. I think I think they I mean, I don't think the lake is like part of the Inuit stories, so I'm not sure about that, but okay, okay. But that's but that's what it seems like when they say the lake gives us life and she takes it back. Yeah. Um it is that kind of that kind of thing whether or not that's in the original or not yeah whether or not that's in the original or not yeah like i think that's that's mostly pups like putting that on it but like that's like a common pattern in like many cultures is like giving a like sacred or deific status to a like something that provides for the people but is also dangerous yeah yeah exactly nile river yeah fire just like in general yep just fire in general uh the one thing that this song has that we sort of mentioned is this like one bar drum break it just is like the now you know yeah yeah that happens a lot that's like a a consistent thing that they like to do is just like a one bar or half a bar drum break in between sections uh that i love yeah i like i like it because it's a nice little like transition yeah and it's so it's so in your face, right? You need to have that giant drum sound to yeah. achieve that that effect. Yeah. Yeah, I do I really like the the tone of the drums on this album. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, the coast definitely up there for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool good tune. Cool tune. Cool tune. There's a lot of uh actually influence from the north in Pup's writing. Uh they have a song on their first album called Yukon, which is it was about a camping trip that they took in the Yukon and Pine Point similarly is about a town in the north. Yeah. Which we'll get to. But yeah, it's an interesting thing to take inspiration from, I think, because, you know, the layman doesn't ever think about like the northern reaches of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. No one. Even the, you know, the average Canadian probably doesn't think about it. Yeah. For for context to any American or otherwise listeners, like most of Canada's population is set along the border. Uh, because it's yeah. fucking oh, yeah. cold up there. <laughs> very cold. Yeah. Very snowy. Yeah. And dark half the year. Yep. Sounds pretty cool. You know. But all our listeners in Scandinavia would know about that. Yeah, what up, Scandinavia? <laughs> <laughs> been re- been reading a lot about the Nordic model of capitalism lately and just the way that uh, socioeconomic systems are intertwined and, and created. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Very mm-hmm. interested in that in the last couple of weeks. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Number six, Old Wounds. Yes. This one, will you go? I know that this one is about, um, like, an old girlfriend that tried to change uh, the main singer. Yeah. It's it's kind of about, you know, a partner that you're clearly done with, yeah. but won't let you go or, like, you know, keeps texting or keeps coming over and you're like... You know, let let the wound heal, right? You keep trying to rip open old wounds. It's like the this song is kind of like the Moshi Boy on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot it's more, a lot energy. more screamy, very high energy, a lot less uh, vocal, little focus on vocal melodies. But even in that like kind of crazy blend of noise and feedback, there are really good guitar melodies. Yeah, which I think is great. Like they still find a way to work that in there. Yeah, like this this album never just turns into noise. Which is no very nice. 
Yeah, I, I I really appreciate it. This I think also is a good example of one where the drums could just be doing that one kind of fast beat, but they never do. Yeah, they always always change, you know. And I really I really appreciate that about this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to know if I'm still a prick? Well, I am. Is one of the best lines on the album. Yeah, I think. yeah. And the delivery That's of pr- it is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I worry sometimes. Uh, that so DVP has it a little bit, and this song has it. It's kind of like a talk, talk singing, angry yelling type yeah. uh, delivery, and I worry sometimes that they do it too much. But mm. then I have those worries allayed. I I think they do it plenty, but like I'm never, I never like found it bad. Like yeah, I'm I'm pretty into it uh in their work cool okay yeah yeah i think i just i think that their vocal melodies are great and so i want to hear more of them right 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 but uh that's subjective yeah i mean you you tend to really enjoy vocal melodies in general oh yeah give me a fucking the the next couple songs man have like the biggest vocal hooks on the record it's great. It, it's funny. You you enjoy like gang vocals. I love like when vocals interlap, like they go back and forth or there's like different vocals over each other. I I like gang vocals. They don't have to like I'm not like everything needs a fucking gang no, of vocal course, part. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like everything needs fucking hand drums. <laughs> Dude, imagine if they fucking invented a type of timpani that could be played with your hands. Fuck yeah. I'm there. <laughs> I mean, all drums are played with your hands, but you hit some of them with a an intermediary. Yes, there's a there's a middleman. Cut out the middleman, like man. That was early Dewey. This is middle Dewey. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we got it in there. I bet you thought. Thank God. Yeah, I bet you thought I couldn't get it. <laughs> that wasn't subtle at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the next song. My life is over and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Um. So, so like, I didn't really get what this song was about. And when I found out what it's about, <laughs> yep. it's pretty funny. And all I have to ask is, like, is it normal for other people to, like, when they get home or something and they're, like, about to go to bed to just come into the house and not turn any lights on? I don't know, man. If you're really hammered, I don't see. This is the thing. I'm I'm a I'm a scared little man, and I always want the yeah, lights on. I, I turn fucking lights on. I'm not a maniac. Um, yeah, especially if you're drunk. This is a great example uh, of one that that definitely was sp- spoiled for me a little bit with the track <laughs> by track because this is this is again one of my favorite songs on the album and right i love how like happy sounding the intro riff is but again it's very it's very candid that those feedback screeches those wee, wee, wee. yeah i great. really like those like in this song specifically yeah but uh when i found out it was about like coming home drunk <laughs> and your partner finding out that you are catching you jerking off before he fall yeah. asleep i was like Oh, oh, okay. But then, see, it doesn't sound like that. It's not like, like, it's clear, you know, if I came home right now, what would I find out? I always thought that was like, you know, you, your partner's cheating on you while you're away or something right, like that. Right, 
Yeah. Uh, and cheating on cheating on her with his hand. Whoa. Yeah. But getting that fat nut. But it's different from being on the nose. It's not like you're fucking someone else while I'm out of the house. Yeah. Blink 182 lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Literally. God. Man. Fucking. I hate Blink 182 so much. Why? I think just like hearing you guys like listen to them for so long and like never liking them at all. I didn't I just, even listen to them that much. No, you didn't. But there was like a, a phase where like you and Andrew, there it was, was like phase. all you were listening to. And I was just like, I it made me go from yeah, like, this is a 10. band I don't have to care about to like, fuck these guys. It's definitely a yeah, there's definitely a phase. Oh, well, it's fine. It is what it is. Yeah, I had phases. Everybody got phases. Yeah, we all we've all got we've all got the regroup phase, the fucking alliance phase, alliance Destiny. phase. My my favorite is planning phase. Personally, planning phase is excellent. Yeah, it's beca- because because all of the what I really love is that all the decisions are made right, and then it's like yeah. you just the 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 best moment is the moment right before reveal. Well, and and <laughs> and that's when all the fucked shit can happen. Um, yeah, because like. But like fucked before someone knows what the fucking what's going down with the attack cards. Exactly. This this has been an intercut bit from our fucking Cosmic Encounter (laughs) episode, apparently. (laughs) I love Cosmic Encounter. (laughs) That's very good. Cosmic Encounter is kind of punk. It is kind of punk, dude. It's early punk. Came out in the 70s. You can't like it anymore. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Gotta hate it. (laughs) Gotta hate. I have to hate things when I say that I don't like a genre. Yes. Yes. Accurate. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about pop punk in general? You kind of talked about it, but then you just said, you know, you hate Blink-182. I don't, I know, ne- I just never got into it. I don't really dig it. I feel like, I don't know. It's not, it's not for me because like okay. it doesn't take anything that I like about pop and it doesn't like, it doesn't have as much noise, which is something I appreciate in like metal at least. Right. See, that's I think that's the thing is that it's not pop that is punky. It's punk that is poppy. It's, right. It's like the and worst so, of both worlds for me. That's unfortunate. It's yeah. fair, but that's unfortunate. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. The, the, if I came home right now, what would I find out? Great. One of the best. Again, one of the best lines on the album. I love the delivery of it. He pushes it, uh, his voice so hard on it. It's very good. I think this is one of the songs that like isn't super up there for me. I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to can't win. Cannot win. Okay. Can you win? Can I? Can I please win something? Oh, have you? Man, I've never won anything in a contest or like like I enter so many contests. Yeah. I don't know about you. I won a t- I won terrific kids once and I fucking freaked my shit out. Man, terrific kids. I never won terrific kids. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Should have been a terrific, terrific kid. kid. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. People, does anybody else out there know what terrific kids is? Did you have terrific kids at your school? Send us a fucking email. I think it's got to be like Canadian only, if not even like Ontario only, right? Well, Kiwanis, like, it was by Kiwanis, which was an yeah. international, it's Kiwanis oh. Clubs International. 
Okay, I assume that they were like they were a Canadian thing because I never hear about them in anything else. Uh, let's see. It says here, uh, start a terrific kids program on KiwanisKids.org. All right. Help make sure all kids are terrific kids. They're not, dude. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's not. Apparently. Do you think anyone in PUP won, won a terrific kids award? I would love to know that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll message I think that'd Pup. be great to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hello, pup. The band. If if you if anyone from the band listens to this and got this far, let us know if you won a terrific kids award. We would really be interested in hearing that. Yeah, yeah. Hello, puppers. Their singer put out a kids book. Oh, that that's cool. Was it terrific? It's about a little grim reaper who gets really depressed because he can't find its his place in the world. Um, but then finds his place in the world. You know. Nice. Yeah, because like everywhere he went, people died and stuff. Right. And that like, seems. How do you... That seems uh, very much written from his experience, because <laughs> he there's a couple points in this album where he talks about how he like ruins everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I believe one of those is in "Can't Win." Yeah. Yeah, I think "Can't Win" is pretty much like about that entirely, right? Yeah, I think can't win and familiar patterns are both kind of like finding a finding a place. Uh, whether that's in, you know, familiar patterns is more specifically like finding a place in a music industry in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. But can't win just seems like you know I just want to be something. I never thought I'd be nothing at all. Do you think that's a double negative, or do you think what is, what is it again? Never thought I'd be nothing at all. Is it? I never at all thought I would be nothing, and I am currently nothing. Or I never thought I'd be anything at all. I think. I think it's <laughs> maybe it's both. Whoa, it could be open to yeah. interpretation. Maybe it's a yeah. double entendre, double negative. Maybe. Whoa, that's a fucking big brain move. That's a fucking huge. That is tall. <laughs> Galaxy tall wrinkles. Brain. Galaxy yeah. brain. Yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking long brain. <laughs> like like horizontally and no 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 temporally temporally long yeah yeah which is ancient that, that brain. just means wise right ancient brain yeah lizard brain no lizard nah. brain would be not intelligent yeah that's like fight or flight that's what they say lizard brain is right yeah your your ancient reptilian brain yeah it's ancient reptilian <laughs> brain there you go wiggle your arms you bitch <laughs> <laughs> Wiggle the big toe. Wiggle your big toe. Um, yeah, the chorus for "Can't Win" is like it's very much like a fridge hook. Yeah, yeah, like like it sticks with you later. Yeah, you go to the fridge and then you find yourself going feels like I can't win. That happened oh, to me last yeah. night actually. After listening to the album, I went to bed and then I was laying in bed going feels like I can't win. It's it's so funny because like I hear these and I'm like, that's a hook that yeah. should stick with me. And it just it it doesn't. Do you think it's a matter of you listened to it? Like, I definitely, definitely I, I didn't get couldn't remember any of the song titles or like what song had what thing in it that I liked for a long time because I often listen to it as a full album. Right. Right. And that can definitely be a problem unless you check, unless you look at every song title every time. To try to 
Yeah, yeah. Like familiarize yourself with it. Do you think that's part of it? Maybe. Yeah. Like I think that definitely happens to me in general because I almost I almost always listen to music as albums. Yeah. Like I will listen to like a full album. Makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, even as you're as you uh, sung a little sample of it there, I'm like, yep, that that's in there. I just need it like reminded. Right. uh, Before it it kicks in for me that's that's fair yeah yeah this song is very like it seems like uh it kind of is dealing with a lot of like the issues of anxiety and success like pressure to succeed just in a general sense you know Mm -hmm. and i think that well i think it's relatable i mean these guys aren't that much older than we are you know a few years old they're like early 30s yeah yeah so a lot of that is stuff that's kind of easily universalized and a lot of questions, you know, if if political punk is asking questions and making commentary on political issues that you care about, you know, this can emotional punk can do that with uh, f- feelings. Yeah, emo punk. E- well, yeah, emo <laughs> punk. Why not? Sure. I didn't mean I didn't want to say emo punk as a genre there. Yeah, I distinctly <laughs> tried not to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I really I think that this type of like high energy vibe of of punk is like a very good way to talk about anxiety and like stress and like you know because like a lot of times those those feelings feel like they're like loud and angry right yeah i think yeah it feels like an outlet for those emotions yeah those and, you know, definitely anger. But a lot of the time, I wouldn't say this album sounds angry or feels angry. No. Old Wounds definitely does. And that's, yeah. it makes sense because that's like angry at a person. It's like directed yeah. anger, right? But yeah. Can't Win doesn't feel like that. Can't Win feels anxious, I think, is a good yeah, word yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it's kind of, I mentioned, it it seems to me kind of like tied or related to familiar patterns. Um, Yeah, I would say that they like go together. Yeah. uh, The line they used to say, don't quit your day job. Well, guess what? I never had one. I really like that. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like it's such a, it's such kind of like a suburban, like white privilege thing to say. Like, don't quit your day job. No, I I never had one. Oh yeah, yeah. To me, but I don't I don't dislike it for that. It just feels that way to me. See, I think context-wise, like at their age, I kind of I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. Their their thing was I think after their first album came out or before their just before their first album came out, they basically had to sit down and were like, "Yeah, the only way that we're going to do this is if we all quit our jobs and have no safety net and just go." Because it's the yeah, only yeah. way to to get success. Like, if we have to make a living like this, then we will make a living. Yeah, that It'll rules. Just, we'll just grind it out. Yeah, that's like, I guess we're just going to go for it. Fucking live on whatever living room floors. And that's like... I feel like that's the most... The bork life. That's the... Yeah, bork life. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most what? Sorry. Yeah. Balls out, risky, caband. Bands out, bands <laughs> out, risky knife. 
knife Bands sense of the king. out, rusty knife. <laughs> I said risky, but yeah. No, I know. Mostly I just said it for the risky word, but... <laughs> Bands out, risky punk, but it's, the K is the capitalized one in punk. Borp. Right, right, yeah. It's like the fucking the acrostic poem where yeah, punk yeah. is just before. the. That's a punk thing. But what were you going to say? You feel like it's the most what? Oh, fuck. I don't even remember. Um, I said they're all, they all quit their jobs and they said it was the only yeah, way yeah. to make it. That is like, that is the most punk way to be a band. I feel like to just be like, yeah. no, fuck it. We're garbage. Yeah, We're doing totally. it. I think it's great. Uh, yeah. I think it's great. And I wanted to ask uh, about the bass in this song. We hadn't talked. We haven't really talked about the bass. Talked about the guitar, the drums, vocals. How do you feel about... Uh, the f- like fuzz bass, firstly in general, a, f- a real fuzzy guah kind of tone, but just the bass on this yeah. album. I like a fuzzy bass. I can't think of what the bass on this album sounds like. Uh huh. Yeah, that's exactly what I expected you to say, and I think Kay. it's interesting because most of the time it just does like very simple like root note stuff while the guitars yeah. do weird things. But then there are some points when it just busts out of nowhere. Like that uh, in If This Tour Doesn't Kill You, that why can't we just get along? Yeah, yeah. That's that's like a bass break where it's like a very short bass riff that just sticks out and then it kind of goes back and takes a back seat. See, I think sometimes with the fuzz bass, I have a hard time telling if it's fuzz bass or if it is like very low distorted yeah. guitar yeah totally i mean it is low distorted guitar yeah bass guitar. just a bass guitar yeah. bass means low <laughs> yeah got him uh yeah got but him. it kind of i kind of likened it to mastodon a little bit where like they have a lot of like what their bass does i mean mastodon's also very frenetic but a mm. lot of the bass is like root note he does a lot of like slidey stuff um yeah yeah but it's very like subdued and in the background just like adding weight but then when it comes out it like pops out and you go oh there's that little bass thing and then it goes away again just backs Um, back into the shadows exactly the way that a bassist should be yeah in the shadows Uh, out of sight a bassist should be heard not seen (laughs) you're you're goddamn right and maybe sometimes not heard either the bass mostly so we should but we should note that it's hard not to see me, though. I just take yeah. up a lot of space. You're a tall man. Yeah. Long yeah. brain. Long, uh, long brain. The Okay, so Familiar Patterns, I think, has one of the best hooks on the record. Spent a long time down in the basement, set a roll with the riffraff. Yeah, yeah. One of the best lines, and I think that, that it's supposed to be like... I, I spent time with like working on music with the guys in the basement instead of like, I don't know, partying or doing drugs or something or jerking off in the dark. Well, apparently he did that. Not apparently. Without Obviously he did that with. Well, maybe with one friend. Yeah. <laughs> An ex friend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, they all circle jerk in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> hey pup if you're still listening do you guys all <laughs> <laughs> you 
You guys all just sit around in the dark and jerk each other off? Is it like a... No, no, no. They don't jerk each other off. They're Did... just... They're back oh. to back in a circle. And they... The Beatles did that. <laughs> Wait, really? Yep. You can actually look that up. That's that's 100% true. The, the Beatles just had like a, a jerk off fest in the dark one time. That's fucking cool. So cool, man. <laughs> so fucking cool. And the next day man. they put out Magical Mystery Tour. No, that part's not true. <laughs> that was the magical mystery tour that was the lonely hearts club band Oof. yeah <laughs> they were the owners of a lonely heart yeah <laughs> nice thanks that's my favorite beatles song yeah same i really like the part where fucking ringo star rips a keyboard solo yeah <laughs> yeah and then jerks off in the dark <laughs> what in the world <laughs> why yeah yeah if you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> take that take that as the preview for our pup episode i really like the part where ringo star rips a keyboard <laughs> solo and then jerks off in the dark can you please put that as the fucking preview <laughs> sure yeah sure excellent now what do you guys think we're reviewing pup uh yeah so one one question i had about familiar patterns for you was do you feel and we kind of covered it but i wanted a more like uh i guess specific answer do you feel like these songs kind of like after the coast yeah kind of after the coast up until familiar patterns do you feel like they all sound the same or do you think that they all are just like capturing a particular vibe so that's that's the thing is like i I find I'm not remembering the songs, but I don't at all think that they sound like monotonous or the same. Like, right. I don't think the album like has that quality of like everything melting together. I hear you. Yeah. Like I notice when the songs change while listening to it. Right. I think the flow of the album is great. Like there's yeah. very little space between songs and a lot of the, the endings are very obvious. Right. So it just goes, it goes very quickly. And that pacing, for me, that pacing really adds to the re-listenability yeah, of it. Yeah. And, and I like that, like, the coast kind of gives you a little break. Uh, yeah. It's it's so sort of like, yeah, in the middle or maybe like a third through. No, it's track five out of ten, so it's halfway. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I really like, I. it's something I think about, or like I was thinking about a lot when I was making a a personal project uh, that mm. we've talked about. And I think like even if you have like an album full of like bad songs, if you cut out the fat and you put together the album while being like conscious of what the experience of listening through the whole album will be, I think you can still make an a listenable album. Yeah, I agree. This is something we sort of talked about with Lady Gaga as well. Yeah. Um, where, you know, that had... 15 songs on it or something plus bonus tracks and like yeah it was just yeah. unnecessary and they were all like four plus minutes long and you know what we said yeah. that was as long as the fucking as clockwork angels the the prog album that we talked about yeah yeah and that's just not necessary it should have just been a single with summer boy on it right right <laughs> and maybe disco heaven that. as like the second track disco elysium yeah disco elysium 10 out of 10 Okay, yeah. I, well, I, I was just curious what you thought about that. I I feel the same. 
but I wanted to know if you had if you had like a a problem with it, you know, with everything sounding right. similar. Not at all, because uh, there's definitely a similar tone to all of these songs. Yeah, but they don't sound the same. I would say it's consistent. Consistent. Yeah, sure. It's not like yeah. Slayer where you can't, you literally can't tell the difference between one riff and the, and the next. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we have Devin. Could you do it for me? What's that? Can you can you do? You know, Slayer. Like yell Slayer. <laughs> yeah, you know how you do that. Like yell Slayer really loud? No, I won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I just don't have that have it in me at the moment. You've lost it. You've lost the the spirit. Well, I've not listened to Slayer on a regular enough basis to keep that uh, threshold. Have you- have you worn your Slayer shirt recently? Could you? No. You, you haven't tapped into that power? Uh, I do own it still. Anna okay. actually wears it. <laughs> nice. Is it fucking massive on her? Yeah, most of my band shirts have become uh, bedtime shirts for her. So. Yeah. And the Slayer one okay. is a favorite. It gets worn very frequently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Slayer! Like that? Is that good? Yeah, great, great. great. That's exactly how Devin used to do it. Uh, at our college house and yell you know it what? loud enough that everyone would be like, what the fuck? Right beside me, I've actually got um, Tom Araya's pick from Slayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Caught it at a show at a festival. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, no um, big deal. Yeah, I'm a pretty cool guy. Slayer. Sa- same day that I fucking caught Lemmy's pick from Motorhead. Man. Yeah. It's because you're so fucking tall. <laughs> uh, actually... Lemmy's was was because of that. I was front row and I caught it right out of the air. But the Tom Araya <laughs> one was in was on the ground, like dirty, covered in dirt, and I just happened to look down and there it was, and I was like, "Whoa, sick!" That's fucking sick. Yeah. Anyway, last song, Pine Point. Yeah. Pine Point, where I was born. This is an is another one of those songs. This is kind of like the coast, where it's a, about a specific thing. You know, it's almost like a song about Tweed, like a nothing town somewhere that nobody will know some like specific moments that shaped you as a person. And of course, yeah, in in reading the little fun facts about this album, I found out that it's not a personal experience at all. Yeah, which was interesting, which is great because it adds to or not adds to it. It's a testament to like their ability to create emotional depth out of something that they haven't actually lived. I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I feel like um I feel like they connect to it in a in a real way and that's yeah. like what gives the the lyrics almost like a real feeling to it. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This this was the one that made me feel like, you know, tweed. Yeah. It was definite definite tweed vibes. Uh Yeah. Andrew and I wrote a song called Stoko Lake and it's kind of like that to me. Yeah, it has that similar, like, very specific reference to things. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about, like, it says, uh, my older brother died when we were kids. And I don't know if that is, like, if that's a real thing that happened to their singer, or if that was, like, an experience that they made up as part of the lore of the song. Apparently, there's, like, a documentary about Pine Point. Um, yeah, like a I short saw, documentary. I read that. Yeah, and some of the lyrics are sort of like based on experiences from that documentary oh, that are like talked about. That's cool. I'm glad that you found out some of this. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I think that also lends itself to like it feeling more real. Um, yeah, because it really is 
you know, the you, the house you were born in was just how you left it, right? Yeah. You go back to this like a aban- completely abandoned town 20, 30 years later and there's just the old house with like a picture of somebody in it. That's what I always picture. I yeah. picture like a first person view of like just dusty ass cobwebs. I actually picture like the attic in Jumanji, very specific. Okay. That yeah. mansion, you know the mansion they live in? Uh, yeah. I picture a much smaller house, but they go into like the dusty ass attic and they find, st- anyway. Um, yeah. That won't happen to point. me. Nope. <laughs> nope. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, my house died in a fire. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, yep. But that doesn't preclude you from having similar experiences. To True. This. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like it, it feels like Tweed in general. Like, it's like this town. Yeah, it's any that, small town. Yeah. Though, to be fair, Tweed's been getting more tourism. Yeah, it sucks. Because it's got that, that vineyard. Um, it has I a mean, vineyard. Oh, yeah. it's That's been there a long time, but it, we yeah, just never and, cared or knew about it. Well, I, I think it was, like, bought by new people because they, um, oh. they got an award for, like, I think it was, like, the first wine out of Ontario to, like, get a global award or something. Uh, really? My mom was talking about it when I was uh, visiting. Yeah. I want to find out about this. Yeah, yeah. There's also there's also um, a fucking weed store opening up there. Really? Yeah, I took a little walk around town. Is it Potter Settlement Wines? Yes, I think that's the one. Wow. Yeah. I don't... It doesn't have anything about awards, but that's cool. Yeah, I think it's like... I think this just happened, so they might not have it up yet. But yeah. But... And I mean, like, there's the fucking Tweed's mirror that burned down. Everything burns down. Yeah, it all burns down in Tweed. Everything ends in fire. I received... When the Tweed's mirror burned down, I received pictures of the rubble from three different people. Uh, guess what? I took photos of the rubble when I was there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. The Tweedsmere Tavern was a, a an absolute dive. Dive. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say landmark, historic landmark, but a dive. Yeah, a dive. Yeah. 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 The smear. I, didn't we literally know somebody who died in a car crash whose best friend was wasted at the wheel? Yeah. I th- from Tweed? I think that's what happened. I'm not like 100%, but. I think yeah. that was the case. That's. I think they took a corner a little too hard as well. And like it's terribly, terribly yeah. fucking sad. Yeah. And just I hammers in the reality of towns like this. Well, and I mean, I feel like when you're in a there's like a major problem in Canada of like small towns and like drug abuse because there's I think everywhere literally fucking nothing. to. Yeah. 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 I suppose it's probably anywhere. I can only really speak to. Canada's to Canada or Ontario, really. The song "Get Better" by Scribius Pip references small town syndrome. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. It's yep, it's just fucked. We just came back from Anna's parents' place in New Brunswick. Anna tells me the same shit. Like everybody, just people that she went to high school with, or like not, yeah, like people that she knew who just fucking drink and do drugs. Yep. Because yep. what else are you gonna do? <sighs> Work at the Sabian factory. You drink and you do drugs and then you, yeah. And then you work at the factory. Yep. And then you die. That sounds right. Um, It's interesting (laughs) that you mentioned, uh, that we mentioned working at the factory because, uh, so the I hope you know in this song is this big, long, big sing along. Now, you know, I'm a sucker for a closing song and this has that, that fucking line, right? Um, Yeah. 
It's actually a reference to their first, the last song on their first album, which is called Factories. Uh, and okay. it said, they say, they use the I hope you know line as well in that. Uh, it's interesting. It's a really strange thing as a, like a subjective little boost to this, but there's a lot of like self-reference and references to their older other songs. Um, yeah. The like Pine Point is kind of a, is kind of related to the song Yukon, which is on their first album. And yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Cause Pine Point, they literally like drove through it and all that was there was an abandoned cemetery yep. and the sign that said, welcome to Pine Point. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. but yeah. So that's an interesting, neat little interesting, neat little uh, yeah. thing as someone who likes the band to be to get that nugget. Yeah, and I think yeah. I would say that this is like one of my favorites on the album. Oh yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. What I really appreciate is that it you know it could fade out. Yeah, they could have had the I hope you know fade out, but it doesn't fade out. That's great. Yeah, yeah. They just end it. Bang, bang. Well, and I feel like I think we've talked about fade outs as like a way of making it sound like a song goes on forever and like yeah. it has value in that. That's what I mean. I don't feel like that would be good for this song because it should feel finite because Pine Point is finite. Ah, fair. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 I really dig it. I really like the way that um, they use the I hope, you know, line kind of halfway through the song. And then that like foreshadows the big singing outro yeah yeah right because it just does the i hope you know what you're doing up in pine point and then goes into the chorus but then at the end it's that whole big repetitive thing yeah 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 pine point is a great song yeah so is it good okay alphonse uh i mean i did not get a negative vibe from you at all about this album so that's that's a good sign for me personally but why don't you take us through your your thoughts so it's it's interesting i feel like um i feel like i did i don't have a lot of like i didn't have a lot of thoughts in general about this album um and maybe that's because it's so like direct about what it is it's very honest it's very on on the face on the nose (laughs) but not no i tried not to say that it's very it's all right there in front of you Yeah, yeah yeah it's plainly said I, yeah, I don't I don't really have like much to say about it. I think it's a very well made like punk album. It doesn't feel monotonous to listen to. It's short. It like doesn't have it doesn't have any like fat on it. It's it doesn't have yeah. any chaff that just stayed in because like they were like, oh, well, let's make the album longer. Extra song. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't try to like pad it out in any way. And I like that the songs like don't. 10 they don't stay longer than they should either like they're never like oh let's just repeat the chorus a couple more times right and some songs do have like three choruses like they yeah but they always feel earned yeah and i mean a lot of the shortness is because song the songs are fast as well yeah pretty they're pretty quick so and and the when they repeat choruses they tend to have like a different thing to each chorus like they'll it's not just they're looping the same chorus take like they right. are doing something new with it. There's like a new little guitar thing or something happening. Yeah, they'll um, do like half a chorus the first time and then like that plus another like a reworded version of the chorus. Yeah, Hawaiian punch. Or like they'll add a line onto it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think this is like an excellent 
album. I think I'm going to give it like a nine. Uh, really? Objectively. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I'll because like I can't I don't think there's any problems with it. It is. It comes in. It does what it means to do and it does it very well. Yeah. And it's I uh, at no point was I like, oh, fuck, I have to listen to this again. I was like, OK, I'll listen to this again for the for the podcast. And it's a right. It's a good album. Cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I think objective or subjectively, I'm going to rate it a little lower um, just because it's not it doesn't seem to like stick with me. And I think I'll listen to it more. But I don't know if I'm going to listen to it like as often as some of my like favorite albums or like albums that I currently have in in rotation. Right. But I, I still think I'm going to give it like an eight. OK, I think this is a very good album. And I, I hope that like, you know, I mentioned before I'm adjusting to a new medication. I'm hoping that uh, as I adjust to that, I'll uh, maybe this album will stick with me more Um because I think that that could be playing into it for sure. Because I, when listening to it, I was always like, "Yes, this is this is a good this album. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I uh, I didn't expect you to rate it that highly, which is great. Um, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, that's that's awesome for me. Um, You've done it. I. What about your milk rating? Oh, I also I also just wanted to throw out there. Um, I did listen to uh the idols, uh joy as a uh, yeah fuck what's it called joy is a as an act of resistance yes i listened to that again uh, a week or two ago that's mm. a it's a good one yeah it's a good album yeah yeah i what is my milk rating for this i guess it gets like a nice uh i'll give this a whipping cream because you know slightly lower subjectively but um yeah. still very good okay that's awesome that's yeah that's really really great that makes me quite happy because this is an album that i well, to be honest with you, it's an album that I thought in my in my brain and in my heart that you would like, but then f- found myself second guessing because apparently I'm wrong a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I've learned, right? So, uh, you yeah, can never me, guess. I, I actually, I'm unpredictable. Be, I'm wily. That's true. <laughs> but I, th- I just thought, I thought, like you know, guitar, like instrumentally there you said some similar stuff about idols and i was like okay like this kind of there's a lot of like similar kind of guitar work pups a little bit more frenetic and like involved and weird and a little more proggy as well like wacky more proggy i found myself almost like relating it a bit to protest the hero um not not as like you know not as tight and i say tight not meaning like it's worse just meaning it's more frenetic and like yeah, it definitely has purpose. a more live sound versus a calculated kind of sound. Yeah, but yeah. I think it still has that like kind of like uh, chaoticness to it. It's yeah. like definitely a little harder album. to follow than like a typical, but it, it's also structured. Like you can tell that they've practiced and they know yeah. what they're well, doing. And one thing that I really love about it is that even when they're working with like weird time signatures or like you know, some of the riffs sound weird. They're all still very like followable 
and you can yeah. sing you can like hum along to like the guitar riffs and the lead lines and stuff and the way that the vocal melodies kind of lay over it all feel really natural they don't feel choppy to yeah. fit the time so it just seems like a band that has learned to play around with those kind of elements and yeah yeah it's it's very good i so for me i was given this and their first album originally uh, Andrew gave me them and was like, hey, check these both out. And I listened to them. Is the first one with the one with the teeth? It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I listened to them, and off the bat, I liked the first one more. Uh, that has since changed. This is definitely my favorite Pup album. Um, okay. For all the reasons I've said, I really love I love the vocal melodies. I think the I like weird timing stuff. You know, that's yeah. the kind of thing that really appeals to me. And... Um, Actually, to use protest as an example, I feel like a lot of their vocal melodies aren't terribly catchy or memorable because he's working in that kind of like forced to work around whatever the guitars are doing. And like, right, right. You know, um, it doesn't mean that they're less good. They're just they're just different. They're different kinds of bands. So, yeah. Yeah, I would. Well, I'd be curious to hear what you thought of their first album, especially knowing that they're kind of they did have these like folk rocky acoustic songs that they transposed into like this style. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think I'm going to give it a nine, both objectively and subjectively. This is a very, very good album. I never get tired of it. I can put it on infinite number of times. If a song comes on that, you know, just on shuffle or whatever, I always will listen to it. Maybe with the exception of Old Wounds because it's so aggressive. I might skip that if I'm f- having a more chill day. But yeah. for the most part, this is a this is a constant and has been a constant basically since it came out. So nice. Nine and a nine gets butter, not quite cheese. I'm uh I'm actually I'm really interested to see to listen to it with or listen to some of the songs at least uh, with Alyssa because I think okay. that she might she might be more into it than me. Right. Um, Interesting. Possibly. She likes yeah. pop punk a little bit more than you do. Yeah. She's a little, a little bit into like the pop punk. She's very into ska, uh, especially yeah. lately. Yeah. Yeah. We got, I we got have some checker print uh, shorts and everything. Fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I uh, actually, I'm going to change my rating. I'm actually going to give this album cheese curds. Ooh. Yeah. Canadian. Ca- well, <laughs> I'm sure you can get curd cheese at other places. But uh, yeah, I think that there's not much stopping this from being a ten, really. Um, right. I find for me a ten, it almost has to like it has to like do something. Yeah, you've said it has like to like crazy. change your life. Yeah. 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 Uh, it didn't change my life. It just got me really into this band, right? Which yeah, is yeah. like, I mean, that's good. Like they're 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 a favorite. Yeah. Now, as of, you know, for the last few years, but they w- they don't stack up in like an all time list or anything like that because of this right. album. And, uh, you know, I'll go cheese curds because it's it's got all of the elements of cheese and it just hasn't quite been compressed into the block. Right. Right. You know, it, it it's it's cheese for uh, it's cheese for snackers, not cheese for cheese lovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know? i want some curd now yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna man, fucking had buy a, some curd had a great poutine the other day with real curds on it it was great uh Fuck yeah. the last thing i wanted to talk about was just your top songs but if you it doesn't sound like you could tell me that <laughs> it'd be tough i think it but i think it would be 
think it'd be the intro track, Sleep in the Heat, and maybe Pine Point. I think okay. if I'm just going to come up with them top of my head. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Um, that's that's great, because I, I picked Sleep in the Heat, My Life is Over and I Couldn't Be Happier, and Pine Point. Probably not nice. in any order, but with familiar yeah, patterns no as a runner-up, because I love that fucking long time down in the basement. I love that. Um, yeah. What about your bottom songs on it? I think that's always harder for something that you like. Yeah. Um, let me let me like look at the track listing for a second here. Do you have bottom songs though? Yeah. That's okay. that's a playlist I, I put on for for reasons though. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> oh. Um <laughs> Yeah, my top songs are just those those pop songs. I <laughs> my bottom songs list is much much longer. <laughs> yeah. Um I think my bottom list is probably Old Wounds, My Life is Over and I Couldn't Be Happier and DVP. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, again, just off of what I can remember about them. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, mine also would be Old Wounds at the bottom uh, because I don't always want to listen to it. Anything else, yeah, yeah. if it comes on, great. Um, one of the weirdest things is when If This Tour Doesn't Kill You comes on in like a shuffle and then it doesn't mm. go right into DVP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, the, the transition's so smooth between them. It's I didn't just, actually it's notice It's like it was recorded time. all together. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Old Wounds, maybe Doubts because it's right before Sleep in the Heat and I just want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. But I really like Doubts a lot. Uh, that's probably, I probably can't come up with a third. Everything else is at least equal, you know? Yeah. yeah. Good album. Real good album. Is this art good on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Gmail? At sign, is this art good? Is this art good? At sign, gmail.com. <laughs> For where our electronic um, postage gets sent. Yeah. All our digital packages. E-post. Yeah, our e-post. Uh, yeah. E-post. Then, well, Jesus, what else? We got, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. I would love if you went and sent us a, a little review or a rating. Yes, a rating. Hit hit that little fucking bell. No, we're not on YouTube. Um, Maybe one day. I love when they say that. Hit that ding-a-linger. Yeah. That's what fucking I say. Hit, <laughs> fucking smack my balls. Wow. Yeah. You're going to go with that? This, nah. <laughs> I don't know. Smack this is a my pl- balls. <laughs> That's pretty good. Is there something that has like a ball when you subscribe? I just feel like uh, when you're like hitting a bell, it has like a similar motion, almost like the... The thing holding the bell, the church tower, is right. akin to a a, per, a man's like a person standing over you, and you just sack them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I well, don't the, know. Well, no, like it, that depends, right? Because if you have the bell that you hit with the mallet, or the bell that you pull the rope, and then the thing inside the bell goes, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, and that's most of the time when you pull the rope, yeah. When you pull the rope, when you're in a circle in the dark with all your friends, your band. Oh, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, we we'll see you get next week. We'll see you next week with the hanging balloons. Bye. <laughs>